0: Here, welcome to Menopause Nutritionist. I believe women can thrive in menopause and have the body composition of their choice if they master their nutrition and lifestyle. This podcast is so we can have candid conversations with other women in menopause, talk to experts. I will share my knowledge and journey of my own menopausal experience and also my knowledge as a nutritionist, working with clients one-on-one, helping them to thrive in menopause. look forward to getting to know you better and enjoy the episode. Today we are talking about intermittent fasting and menopause and I have some interesting information to pass on to you. Uh, Every week I try and discuss this topic because generally It is the questions that I'm asked the most about is around intermittent fasting. So uh, intermittent fasting has been an amazing tool that has served me on my menopause journey. I didn't really understand that at the time. It just coincided with me starting intermittent fasting. So if you have any questions as we're chatting today then um, pop them in the comments. Hi to everyone out there. Uh, And I will try and answer them as we're chatting. Uh, I think what's really interesting, I am really excited to get the new book called Fasting Like a Girl by Dr. Mindy. And I'm going to be diving into that and reading it. And she really supports fasting for women. I mean, she supports fasting for everyone. She just explains why fasting is so beneficial for women and she also breaks down the difference in why it's different for women and also how at different times of the cycle it can be more beneficial or less beneficial and I'm going to touch on a few of these points today. The first thing that is really interesting to note is that it is a completely different experience between men and women. So the reason for that is because of our hormones. So men, and I just learned this today actually, men actually get testosterone every 15 minutes in their body. Now, quite frankly, and I don't know if you guys want to confirm the same, I'm not surprised to hear that, you know, that... actually explains a lot of things right Uh, especially when it comes to sex drive but every 15 minutes I mean good grief like so I I think that that clears up some differences between the sexes to start with we as women have a completely different version of how hormones play out for us now estrogen actually Oh there's my dog in the background, she's actually trying to chase the turkey that is uh, digging my garden up at the moment, so go papa! Uh, That's what she's doing, so sorry I apologise for that in the background, but I'm not upset that she's trying to get that turkey out of my garden. If you watch my, my social media you'll see I'm trying to work on a few strategies to get rid of the turkey anyway so estrogen loves fasting and that um is something that is good to know because in our cycle estrogen is more dominant in the first half of our cycle so some of us if we are still experiencing periods um, because i guess my audience is kind of 40 plus so some of you are pre- premenopausal um some you know perimenopausal you'll still be having cycles when you actually stop having your period that's when things can be a bit harder to know where you're at in the cycle and quite frankly that's me so I need to do a better job of this actually just using my diary to take note of how I'm feeling when because I still am experiencing hormonal changes throughout the the, the month if you like. So the first 10 days of our cycle estrogen is very dominant and um, you know that's obviously when if you're going to do a longer fast or 24 hour fast or these sort of things um, in that first half of the month would be a better choice so this is where knowing your body knowing what the hormones are doing actually makes a difference so I'm really super excited to read her book and I'm going to be sharing lots of information about that in the coming weeks um, because I think it's really important that we know and there seems to be a lot of conflicting information around whether fasting is beneficial or isn't beneficial for um menopause. Personally I have had amazing results not, not only with getting rid of the belly fat but it's one of the tools that I use to help manage my weight, my body composition and my calorie intake. And there's obviously lots of other benefits to fasting. So I personally have had great experience and results, and so this conflicting evidence that comes through has been difficult for me to. I feel like I've been kind of pushing back against so much negative you know, negativity around whether fasting is good for menopause or not. Dr. Mindy, however, has the research to back it up. And this is what excites me. And most of the the things I talk to you guys about, they are research-backed. So firstly, you know, like if you are already intermittent fasting or you've tried intermittent fasting, I would love to know that. So please, like, you know, let me know in the comments if you have, if you've tried it, if you do it already. Um, what your feedback is on it. I think that's really the start of this conversation. So what happens is basically, like I mentioned, estrogen loves us fasting. Um, and the second half of the month, when progesterone is apparent in our body, progesterone doesn't actually love us fasting as much. So I'm going to, in the weeks to come, give you information around that timing and what we are and aren't meant to do around it Um, and then you know the other thing to be mindful of is in menopause um, our thyroid health actually comes under the microscope so it's apparent that more than 50% of women actually lose half of their thyroid function while they're on this menopause journey. So this is something to really keep in mind. And if you're out there and you haven't had your blood checked recently, this this is probably a really good thing to just get checked out and make sure that your thyroid is going okay. This is also, now you might have heard me talk about OMAD, which stands for one meal a day. Now I'm personally not a fan of one meal a day, because I don't believe you can get enough protein in. I'm very protein, you know, uh positive And I'm all about prioritizing your protein. And that has been a game changer for my own personal journey. But that's how I coach my nutrition clients as well. So I don't believe you can get enough protein in in a day when you're only eating once a day. It's actually really beneficial for men, believe it or not. However, I still don't really and wouldn't recommend it because i don't think you can get enough protein and i just don't so but what it shows for women is that it can really be um detrimental like especially with our uh hormone levels the thyroid i was just talking about um so i guess there's a lot to consider. And I feel like there's a lot of information that um, I'm still learning. I know per- personally, just through my own experience and like having been intermittent fasting for six years now, how I feel, how I function, my brain works better you know, my, it helps my digestion, it gives my body longer in that healing space where food isn't in my body. Like I have experienced those benefits. I'm on that journey of actually understanding the back side of it. So I'm really excited to read this book and, um, you know, bring you some more information about those different hormonal changes, the different timings of the month. She also recommends, um, like there's different methodologies for fasting. So I've done quite a few extended fasts. So she will also pinpoint timings of fasting, uh, you know, um, and, and maybe the strategies behind when you would do a 24 hour fast, when you would do a three day fast, Uh, all of those sort of things, which I think uh, is really good information and knowledge to know about. So for those of you new to this conversation, I just want to kind of rewind it because I know personally through my experience and from what I have learned, and I have learned quite a bit in the six years, I love the science and research behind it. So that's why I'm super excited to teach you guys more like as I, as I, you know, read this book. But really what we want to do is rewind to our cavemen like era. And if you look at how we are designed as a society, we are actually designed to go without food because that is what we used to do. So we know that our ancestors back then only ate four times a week like only four times a week, I'll, I'll be eating more than four times a day today, you know, like, so four times a week, so in between their meals, they would actually go into a state where they were, uh, you know, breaking down their fatty acids, and they were going into nutritional ketosis. And that is basically what fasting helps us do. It helps us use ketones for a fuel source. So we're actually designed this way, and it's a self-preservation mode, if you like, so we can live like three weeks without food before we die. Like if you think about how we can go, is it, I mean, three minutes without air. I, I can't remember. My husband rattles this, this is off to me all the time. Three days without water, is that right? And then three weeks without food. Three weeks without food is actually a really long time. And the reason that we can survive is because we actually have this fat source on our body that is broken down and and used as a fuel source when the liver makes ketones. And this is what fasting does to us. So it gives us this ability to have this other fuel source in our body, which we know is really powerful for our brain. And it, it operates differently inside the body. So, other amazing benefits come into play where, you know, we have something called autophagy, where damaged cells get uh, kind of gobbled up and removed from the body. So, it increases our immunity. Uh, ketones cross the blood brain barrier. That's why you get such great f- uh, brain focus and, um, you know, it gets rid of the brain fog helps you sleep better, all of these amazing benefits. So I think it's just kind of good to revisit that because in our day and age we tend to just eat all of the time. So when we kind of remind ourselves that our bodies were actually designed to go in and out of these fasting periods that enables us to understand why fasting is so beneficial. Now talking about it from a a menopausal point of view. Personally, I know that um, when I went into this kind of perimenopause stage where I started the menopause journey, I actually had a level of insulin resistance. And insulin resistance is not what we want. It really is our, I guess, first step to going towards the diabetes like kind of outcome which is not what we want so basically insulin is our glucose storing hormone so that allows us to push glucose into our cells and use it for energy so when we keep our glucose high for too long, which I I had as an athlete trained myself to do, I was that person that could like eat a banana and then go for a run. Like I was literally living on high carbohydrates. So my I was keeping my glucose so high all the time. This then created the insulin resistance. So when we do that and we're constantly keeping our glucose high, obviously our pancreas is having to make more insulin all the time. So the analogy that she gives, and I actually really like it because I have kids, and if you have kids out there, you can, you know, certainly give me a thumbs up in the comments, but you will understand this analogy. When you ask your kids to do something and they don't do it, and you ask them to do something, You know, that you keep asking them to do it, and then they suddenly, you know, you keep it's like a. I don't know how if you guys, I mean, I'm sure all of the parents out there will have experienced this. Basically, you get to a point where it's like they don't hear the words that you're saying, and this is what insulin resistance is like you're giving your body so much glucose all the time that then it just it's not hearing any of the signals anymore so this is what you know is the first kind of step to pre-diabetes and it is not a place we want to be so fasting actually is the tool that helps you break down insulin resistance and it helps, you know, what we want to do is be insulin insulin sensitive, so we, you know, our bodies know what to do, we're, we're like metabolically flexible, and you'll hear me talk about that a lot, so... We want our bodies to be metabolically flexible, so we get to choose whether we're using carbohydrates for fuel or glucose for fuel or ketones for fuel, like our body fat for fuel. We get to choose that, and our body actually can switch between both. So what we want to do for optimal health is be metabol- metabolically flexible. So um, this is where fasting becomes an amazing tool. And of course... You hear me talk about, you know, often I'm talking about that menopausal belly fat and that is truly because that's what happened to me. It was one of the first signs I knew I was actually in this perimenopause phase. This belly fat just came out of nowhere and that is insulin. So that is insulin, uh, you know, being triggered all the time. And that's what happens is like for me, well, and here's an interesting fact. I have found out recently, well, not that recently, but that your body will actually tell you what hormones are playing out. So the belly fat is insulin, right? And that's what was happening for me. If you've got kind of excess weight or body fat around your bust area, then that's your thyroid that you need to get checked. And around your hips and bum area, that's actually progesterone. So your body kind of will give you a heads up as to which hormone is playing out what which department. And then you can kind of go ahead and work out what it is you're going to do to fix it. So for me, I had to give the sugar up because sugar is a massive trigger. Uh, and obviously spikes insulin. I almost feel like I can look at sugar and it just goes to my belly. So... Whether that's really the case but that's how i feel so i avoid it because that's how i feel i don't know about you guys if you feel the same way you can let me know but i certainly feel like that sugar does not serve me it is not my friend we're not friends sugar and i not friends it gives me bad belly fat um so that's kind of like how what i have learned through my process and this is why intermittent fasting becomes a really awesome tool because when we wake up in the morning and we don't eat breakfast straight away we are actually extending that period of time where our insulin's low obviously our insulin's low when we're sleeping when we wake up in the morning and we stay in a fasted state i just had my my actually today i had chocolate peanut butter protein wheat bix it was delicious actually i was testing out a new recipe but I just had that like an, oh, 45 minutes ago, like at 11.30. So that was my first meal for the day. So my insulin has been nice and low all morning. My, my digestion gets longer to rest. So it's healing. It's not like busy digesting food all of the day. It actually has a way longer period of time where it's resting and, and repairing and just chilling out and calming down because... That is another thing that tends to be really common in menopause is that the um the gut issues really show up. So, and there's a number of reasons for that and quite frankly we'll do a whole other talk about that uh because gut gut health, gut brain connection, it's all linked, right? So, I feel like I could talk to you guys lot today about all of these things but I think what we'll do is leave it there for today these are just kind of my thoughts on intermittent fasting as I launch into reading fasting like a girl I can't wait to bring you some more of you know these amazing details the actual research and science behind it because I think personally I love knowing Exactly what's happening inside my body just had a question here Do you think losing weight is because your calorie intake is similar so smaller? Um, so to lose weight so for those of you who Maybe a new tuning in. I'm actually a nutritionist. So, if you want to lose weight, you do need to be in a calorie deficit. So, intermittent fasting becomes a tool that can help put you in a calorie deficit. However, some people can be intermittent fasting and still eat in a calorie surplus, and that is not going to help you lose weight. So, for me personally, and I can only talk about myself and the clients that I coach. Intermittent fasting is a tool personally for me to be able to manage my calorie intake. So I'll just give you a little insight into myself. I actually love eating. The reason I'm a nutritionist is because quite frankly, I could cook food, eat food, like like research food, like all of that all day. Like if I had the choice, I would eat all day. Clearly, I know I can't do that. And unfortunately, as we get older, it's we need less food and I'm still not okay about that. But anyway, that is why intermittent fasting actually becomes one of the tools that I've used because it allows the window that I'm eating to feel more flexible for me. So if I was eating from the start of the day, I would have to, I guess, wait for longer periods of time between those meals. For me, it's easier just not to have that food. And when I do start eating, I have better flexibility, if you like. So I personally find it, to me now, I've been doing it nearly six years, it's a lifestyle. So a lifestyle that enables me to have flexibility. But however, if you are on a fat loss journey, so when I was wanting to lose the menopausal belly fat, and I was on a mission about it because I felt like I was four months pregnant and I was not okay about that, I then was definitely in a calorie uh, deficit. Now, the thing, being a nutritionist, I'll just give you a little heads up here. What we want to do when we're in a calorie deficit is just be in a slight deficit. So generally when I'm working with clients one-on-one, I'll just put them in a 10% calorie deficit and the reason for that is because something called low energy availability can come into play when we are in too much of a calorie deficit. Now that just means that our general functions in the body like digestion and brain function and just just the calories you need to operate on a daily basis. If we are too far under those calories It actually affects our ability to operate properly. So that affects our mood. It affects our brain and our focus. It affects our ability to sleep well. People don't actually realize that sleeping is a function in our body we think that we just should go to sleep and that's it we pass out and we're just done our body is doing a lot of things when we're sleeping so if we're in low energy availability that often ends up meaning bad sleep quality and that is not okay so we want to be operating so we are still keeping all of the functions in our body okay so we can train we can you know, like, have a have a great energy for our work, for our day, for being a mum, whatever we're doing. But if we're in too much of a deficit, that can play out as low energy availability. And all of us can probably remember a day or a time where we've been like that, and it doesn't feel good. You know, brain fog, no energy, no motivation, like, and that's not living your best life. So, a slight calorie deficit is required to lose weight while intermittent fasting. Um, intermittent fasting really, you know, for menopause, I mean there's two things we're talking about here, like we're talking about losing the belly fat which definitely is um, needing to have a calorie deficit. But also because you're using intermittent fasting, you're keeping your insulin low. So when your insulin is low, that is going to allow your body to release the body fat. When you are spiking your insulin all the time, insulin's also the fat storage hormone. So your body's not going to be as likely to get rid of the belly fat because you keep spiking the insulin all the time, if that makes sense. So it works in a number of different ways and that's why I'm pretty excited to talk to you guys over the next few weeks about more about intermittent fasting and more as I learn you know the ins and outs of these things through Dr Mindy because um, I personally have experienced these benefits and I feel like I've been talking to you guys a lot over the time but I'm looking forward to having some of that science and research to back it up so you guys can understand just as well as I have experienced Um, some of these things. And like I said, there's a number of different reasons. Like, firstly, you need to look at, okay, why, why am I intermittent fasting in the first place? Is it to keep my insulin low? Is it to have better mental focus? Is it to give my gut a break so my digestion is better? Is it because I want to lose the belly fat? Is it a tool to help me manage my calories? Like, is it for my immunity? There's a lot of different reasons that you could do it and maybe we'll dive into each of those um, at different points but i love the questions keep them coming and um, hopefully this has been helpful i think just opening the dialogue and being able to have a conversation is super helpful and um, i look forward to any questions that may come please drop them in the comments or shoot me a message you can find me on all social media platforms um, obviously so I'm gonna leave it there for today. Have an amazing rest of your day and thank you so much for tuning in. And um, I appreciate you all.